Well, hello again. God bless. We are continuing on in our study of the book of Proverbs. We are on Proverbs chapter 2. Hello to Isaac Chapel joining us. He says, hello. Sorry for showing up late on the live show earlier. Today is college exams day for me. Wow. I'll be praying for you. Hopefully it's going well for you or went well, whichever the case may be there. But um, yeah, so we're going to take a look and just kind of what I do is just talk my way through Proverbs here. We're on Proverbs chapter two. Uh, the way I've been doing this is just whatever, when I get the time to do this on a specific day, I'll do it for whatever day of the month that is. So today is the second day of November. So I'm going to go ahead and cover Proverbs chapter two until eventually I get through all 31 chapters and uh, see what happens from there. I don't go off of any notes like this. I just kind of read it and we talk our way through it. So um, if you are um, watching live, you know, feel free to comment if you like, and I'll address the comments. Um, but um, sometimes I record these uh, not live, and sometimes I do them live. But tonight we're live here looking at Proverbs um, chapter 2, like I said. And uh, if you are out there, just like Isaac has popped in and let us know he's here and you, you are watching, um, you can go ahead and say hello. Let us know maybe where you're watching from if you feel so inclined to do so. But let's go ahead and start reading. Proverbs chapter two. Again, remember, uh, and I'm just going to give a little reminder here. I've done this a couple of times, but Proverbs, most of these Proverbs were written by Solomon. Um, Solomon was a man who was given wisdom by God. He was given direct wisdom directly by God. So here we are today in a situa uh, situation in our lives where we have in the written word of God, this book of Proverbs, where this man was given great wisdom from God and he wrote things down. And it's very, very practical. You know, as we read this, um, you know, there's nothing like super, you know, spiritual about it in the sense that, you know, it doesn't deal with life application life applicational type stuff, if that's a word, but it, it hits us right where we are. It deals with everyday life. I mean, it uses words like calling, it calls people fools that behave in a certain way and it calls people wise that behave in the right way, you know? So there's a lot to this. There's a lot to grow in, a lot to learn. There's a lot of wisdom to gather from it. Um, and there's 31 chapters. So it's, it can be something that you make part of your life where you read it on a daily basis or you do just like what I'm doing here, certain day of the week, say, okay, it's the fifth day of the month. Let me go ahead and read Proverbs chapter five. Do it again next month or do it again two months from now, whatever the case may be. And you'll find that uh, this will become hidden in your heart. And you will find that as you're going through life, these Proverbs will pop into your head, you know, as you're in certain situations in life and you can apply them to that life, your life at that time. So anyway, Back at it here, verse one. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, 
then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So what a bold statement here for Solomon to make to his son, to say, if, look at all these ifs that we see here in all of these verses, if you do this, then this, right? This is what will happen. So he says, if you, you know, I got to do something, um, a little bit of housekeeping here real quick. My wife is watching me out in that room. There's like a 30 second delay, probably. She's watching me in the other room and she's got me on so loud out there <laughs> that I'm hearing myself. So I'm going to say live on here, Penny. Turn that down a little bit because <laughs> it's really throwing me off as I'm hearing myself out there, what I just said like 30 seconds ago. So anyway, she'll get that here in just a minute and turn it down. But anyway, if you receive my words, he says, and treasure my commands within you. Now, this is important. Obviously, if you've got a wise father in your life or if you yourself want to be a wise father, well, first of all, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? It starts with you knowing the Lord yourself, you having a relationship with him. Um, but if you've got a wise father and he's feeding you wise things that are biblically based, you know, scripturally based or just good, sound wisdom that he's given you. And, and, you know, there's a lot of good advice out there that's not just based you know, not written in the Bible, but there's a lot of good advice out there that your father can give you, your mother can give you, a parent of some sort, guardian in your life. Maybe it's an uncle or an aunt, someone that's just ahead of you in years. There's an elder. They can give you wisdom. You, you need to latch on to it. You need to grab onto it. You need to find it in your life. But he's telling his sons, you need to treasure these commands within you. And today, if you are a person that has given your life to Jesus Christ and you've made him Lord of your life, then these are the com his commands you need to treasure within you for sure. The word of God, the word of our heavenly father, the word of God, we need to hide it in our hearts, keep it locked within us. So like I said earlier, when you're going through circumstances and situations, it pops up in your head and says, oh, yeah, this is what is wise. This is what my father wants of me. And he says, verse two, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, right? In other words, pay attention, dig deep, man. L listen to this stuff, pay attention to it here, right? And cry out for discernment. We can do that. Like verse three says, lift up your voice for understanding. In other words, it's something that you strongly desire and you make it a priority in your life to where you say, hey, I'm, I'm seeking this. I'm I'm seeking this above all else. What does God want from me? What's the wisest thing to do? How do I go through life? How do I get through certain circumstances and certain situations? I'm making decisions in my life. Like Isaac, who's on here with us talking about his college exams. He's working towards something. He's, he's applying himself towards something. But, you know... You know, we can we can gain the whole world and lose our soul and it profit us nothing, right? So the priority of things is to we say, you know, let me have sound doctrine. Let me have spiritual wisdom in my life first and foremost. And let me place that first. Let me place God above all else. And then whatsoever your hand finds to do, you do it with all of your might, all your strength. You apply yourself to it. But you put God first, right? 
And he says, if you seek her, verse four, as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. In other words, it's something wonderful. It's something of value. It's something beautiful to have wisdom, to have understanding, you know, to have that in your life. How All you have to do is watch the news and you see how people behave. And you see people that are out committing crimes and, and doing things, you know, and they have no guidance in their lives, maybe. You know, how many people are in prison? You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to quote a number, but I did look at it several years ago, the number of people that are in prison that did not have fathers in their lives. They had no wisdom. They had no guidance. And then I talked briefly about this on a live thing I did earlier, our Wednesday night live thing. But some people have you know, parents in their lives, but their parents are fools because their parents act stupid, you know, just make bad, poor decisions and they're not yielding their lives to God. They're not seeking after godly wisdom. They're not seeking after, they're not crying out for discernment. They're not longing for understanding and all of that. They're not treating it as something like we see in verse four, something that has high value. But he says, if you do all this, right? If, 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 if you do all this, then. So there's an if and there's a then, right? You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's the key thing. That's the key thing. Again, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? We've got to place God as a high priority in our, li in our lives. So um, verse... Six, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So again, it's, talk, it's pointing us to the Lord because it's the Lord who gives wisdom. Solomon knew this. He knew that this wisdom wasn't of, you know, of his own doing. He knew that it came from God. And that's the kind of wisdom we, we want. You know, we can learn a lot of things in this life and it's not bad to do it. It's not bad to read books. I encourage you to read things, you know, and uh, learn things and, and, you know, increase your knowledge on different subjects. Have a skill, have a trade, have something you set your mind to, something that you put your hand to, you know, uh, whatever it may be, you know. Um, but but when, when you have that, when you have these things, you know, it needs to be founded. You need, you need to be grounded in wisdom. And we need to know that every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from the Father, right? And all things were created by him and for him and for his glory. You know, we're just using all this stuff. You know, all of this knowledge of technology and everything that we have, like what I'm doing right now, we're just using it. And I've just chosen to use this for his glory, right? And verse um, seven says that he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. So that's a key point too, right? We need to walk uprightly. What's that mean? We're walking in righteousness. We're doing what's right. We've decided to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what does that scripture say? He'll add everything to us. And that's basically what this is saying. He's storing up for us sound wisdom. Who's he stored up for? The upright, not the fool, not the person that's running out, breaking the law and cheating and stealing and cutting corners and trying to get ahead by doing nothing, but for the upright, those that are doing things, right? Those that are putting their hand to something, right? He is a shield for those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way 
of his saints. Who are his saints? Those that trust in him, those that have been born again, those that seek him, right? And he's guarding the paths of justice. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. Isn't that what you want? I mean, isn't that really what everybody wants? We want a good path, right? We, we want to find, you know, a way that's smooth. We want to do things, you know, that, that, that profit us in life. But there's a couple ways to go about that. There's the way of the world, right? The way of the, the father of lies, Satan in this world, where you can do things by cheating and stealing and cutting corners and being lazy and, you know, not doing anything. Or you can find a good path, again, by applying yourself to something. And again, making certain priorities in your life. What's first? You know, earlier on the Wednesday Night Live, I talked about, um, you know, faith. You know, where is your faith? Jesus asked his disciples in the, in the boat. And we've got to ask ourselves that. I said, you know, we got to say, where is our faith? Where are we? You know, and, you know, what, what's our priorities in life, right? And then he says in verse 10, he says, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will pre preserve you understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things so you see how we're to avoid the people the men the people that speak perverse things you know it doesn't take a lot of wisdom sometimes you know i have been in situations you know i can remember one time in particular and i'll kind of be vague about it but you know where i was asked to go into a business deal with somebody but I knew that man. I knew how he did things. And I knew what his priorities were. And, you know, and it just didn't set well with me. It was a good opportunity. It was something that uh, I would have enjoyed doing. Um, I would have enjoyed it immensely, as a matter of fact. But, it, you know, just the way this guy went about things, it's like, mm, no, you know, uh, I'm not going to do that. That was wisdom that came in to me at that time. And I had discretion, like verse 11 says, you know, to say, hmm, discernment, discretion, you know, to say, you know, I'm not going to do that. It's, it, you know, the, it says in Proverbs as well that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. But you know, when we apply ourselves to wisdom, when we apply ourselves to the word of God, and we allow that word to be hidden within us, like I say, we store it up within us, which again is why I encourage you to make the reading of Proverbs something that you do on a continual basis throughout your life, especially if you can start that when you're young, it's great. You know, but if you do that, it gets hidden within you. And it says, like in verse 10, you're, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, you want knowledge of what is good. You want knowledge first and foremost of the Holy One of God, right? Then, then you will be preserved in your way. Your path will be good, right? It says, um, let me read verse 12 again, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Look, it's easy to see those people as well. They don't want to walk. They want to leave the path of uprightness, you know? Um, and sometimes there are people that are brought up by good parents in the right way, and then they just want to leave that way. And they want to walk in a different way, right? They want to walk in the ways of darkness. 
the things of this world. You know, remember, Jesus has delivered us. That's what he came to do. He delivers us out of the, the darkness and, and he brings us into his marvelous light, the scripture tells us, where things are illuminated and we see things clearly and we know what is right and we know what is wrong. But when a person refuses to yield to those things, then they rejoice like verse 14 says, they rejoice in doing evil and they delight in perversity in the perversity of the wicked, doing perverse things. You know, it's so easy for, for you to get off a track, for me to get off track and say, you know, I'm, I'm just deviating from this and I'm going off. And that's what that's talking about there in verse 13. You're leaving the paths of uprightness. Well, we're to avoid those type of people. Like verse 15 says, those people whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. Okay, got to pay attention. You got to look and say, is this person this way? I, I need to stay away from that. Be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. It's just a fact of life, right? So, so it says, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, right? Who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. So again, he's warning his son here. And look, you know, you can apply this if you're a daughter, okay? You can apply this to your life. You want to you uh, avoid, be delivered from, stay away from that immoral man, who flatters you with his words, who sweet talks you and does all that. And, you know, and for, he forsakes the covenants of God. So it applies both ways to men and women. Solomon ha happens to be talking to his son here. And he, says, and he says, for her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. Okay, so in other words, it says, it's like, it's like a deep pit. You, you get off track and it says at the end of verse 19, nor do they regain the paths of life. It's difficult to get back on track, to get right on the right path, but you can. If you happen to be listening to this, you can. God's mercy is new every morning and you can repent. You can turn, you can say, I'm not gonna walk in the ways of perverseness myself. I'm not gonna follow those that do. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to make him my priority. You can do that. You can do that now, right? You can do that today, okay? So verse 20, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. That's key. We need to walk in the way of goodness. What is good? That's what we need to walk in. You know, you know what good is. And you know what evil is. You know what darkness is. You know what the wrong is, right? You know that. Unless your conscience has been seared as with a hot iron and you've just totally forsaken God. But if you're listening to this, that's not you. And if you're listening to this and you say, yes, it is, well, then you can repent. That's why you're listening to this, right? That's why you're here right now, right? But we need to keep the paths of righteousness here like we see in verse 20. We can start by whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, lovely, right? We can think on these things. That's what the scripture tells us to do, to put our minds on these things. Start thinking on things that are good. You know, maybe you're focused on the right thing. What are you giving your eyes to? What are you giving your ears to? 
That's what you become. These are like gates into your soul that, you know, what, what are you looking at? What are you listening to? Do you expect, you know, something good to come out when you're just putting nothing but bad in? What's the old computer thing, right? Um, garbage in, garbage out. That's all a computer is, whatever gets programmed into it. If it's good, it's, you know, it's going to produce what's good and useful for in the computer world anyway, right? But if you put garbage into you, expect garbage to come out, right? But if you put what's good into you, expect what's good to come out, okay? So for the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. So, you know, when you think about, when I think about this, what pops to my mind is the scripture that says, honor your mother and father and the Lord that it may be well with you. It's like the first commandment with a promise. It says, it says that it may be well with you and that you'll live long on the earth, right? And that's what he's saying here. You're going to remain in the land if you're doing what's good, if you're going to keep on the right path. Now, yeah, good people die. Yeah, people that are on the right path die. God calls people home. That's, that's his will. That's his doing. But if, if we walk in the way of righteousness, we're going to have a much better path through this life. And we're going to have a much, you know, doors are going to open for us if we do what's right and we keep things on the up and up, right? And we live our lives as unto the Lord. Now, don't expect the people of the world to open doors for you. Don't expect the darkness of this world to invite you uh, to, to something good because there's nothing good there, right? But when you're giving your life completely and wholeheartedly to the Lord and you're seeking him above all else, you're going to find all these things. You're going to find a good path, the path of life, right? The, the path that is good. But the wicked, it says, will be cut off in verse 22 from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. You know, sometimes we wonder, you know, and even the psalmist David, right? He said, why do the wicked prosper, right? Sometimes we can look and, you know, I, I, I've thought that thought many times in my life. Like, man, I see this guy over here that cheats, that cuts corners, that do, does things the wrong way. I can look at that from my own business, you know? Um, I knew another company in my business that they just didn't do things right. They cut corners, you know, and when I started out with this one particular customer of mine at that time, I was like the fifth man on the totem pole, like the, the delivery service that, that they used last and once in a while, you know, and this other company was like number one. And, uh, but over time, they all were gone. And over time, I remained. Now, you know, I just say thanks be to God for that, right? But the point is, is not so much of who I am or what I did, but what they did, you know? They were willing to cheat. They were willing to cut corners. They were, you know, willing to not treat the customer in a good way, you know? So they were gone and eventually I remained. So I've seen this, you know, take place in my life. So the scriptures are living they are active and they work and they, they work in your life. Now, now don't, don't take me wrong here because, you know, there are a lot of, you know, preachers out there, Bible teachers that tell you that, uh, you know, you should be rich and you should be wealthy and all of that kind of stuff. What you should be is in the Lord's will, period, wherever it is, whether you 
have much or whether you have little, you need to be honoring the Lord with what you have. But when I talk about you'll have what's good, I'm talking about what's within your soul. You'll have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. You'll have contentment, right? You'll have peace and joy, and you'll have self-control and temperance, these things that are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the Apostle Paul said, he has learned in whatsoever state he is in, in other words, wherever his life is, he said he learned how to be a base and, you know, have nothing right, and he learned how to abound. But he came, he came to find out he, that he needed to learn contentment, to be content. Because godliness with contentment, the scripture says, is great gain. So the world will offer you a whole lot, this kingdom of darkness, but the Lord wants you to come out of that and the Lord wants you to walk in righteousness. And that's what Solomon is pleading with his son here about, you know, going back to verse one, right? My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, right? So that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. So he's pleading with him, son, you just need to do this. You really need to do it. And this is, again, where does Solomon get this wisdom from? The word of God. Where did he get his knowledge that, that's been passed down through all, these, through all these years to you and I today? He got it from God. And now we have it in the Bible, the word of God. So we'll go ahead and stop here for tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, I see someone just joined us. We are going off the air right now, but um, I will go ahead and hang on here for just a, s a second. Like I said, I know there's some delay. Uh, if anybody has a question they'd like to ask or any input, um, go right ahead. I'll, I'll wait here just a minute. So we'll have some you know, dead airspace here while I wait for you to go ahead and uh, type a question or comment. Otherwise, um, if you'd like to just contact me directly, um, just send, well, dave at aloveoutreach.com. You could go to our website. Well, that's my email directly. We have a loveoutreach at gmail.com. You can use that. Uh, you can go to our website and you can, aloveoutreach.com, and you can um, fill out the contact form. I'll get that as well. So there's multiple ways to do it. But also, I'd like to encourage you while, while I'm waiting here, uh, I'd like to encourage you to... Um, if, if you like what you're hearing, share it with others. If you think it'd be beneficial to others, uh, go ahead to our YouTube page here and look at all of our other teachings. There's uh, many other things out there that you can listen to and, and uh, gain knowledge from. Um, but yes, Isaac's asking, are you going through Proverbs 3 tomorrow? That's a good question. I will... If I haven't done it already, I've got to look and see, did I do, I've got to, I, and I don't want to do that right now while I'm online, but um, I'm not sure if I already did Proverbs chapter three, if it's already out there. Um, I'll look and see. I don't think it is. So in that case, as a matter of fact, you know what? I, I've got a minute here. Let me just look for it. No reason to rush. Let me look on here. Uh, SoundCloud is the place where I put all of my audio teachings out on. And then from there, they go out to all the various um, podcast platforms that are out there, iTunes and all that other kind of stuff. Um, let's see, Wisdom. 
I did a series called Wisdom for the Young. Well, I started it, and I went through like the first three chapters. Um, but but as far as what, the way, this format, the way I'm doing it, today's wisdom, I'm calling it, um, I did not do Proverbs chapter three. So yes, Lord willing, if the Lord tarries, I hope to jump on uh, sometime tomorrow. Um, what is tomorrow? Thursday? Um, I don't know. Maybe this time tomorrow night, maybe earlier. I don't know. Sometime I'm going to try to get on there. Yes, Isaac, to answer your question, I'm going to do my best to do uh, go through Proverbs chapter three in this format, the way we're doing this here. So hopefully we'll we'll do that. So any other questions or any other comments before I go ahead and sign off? Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, whichever the case may be. And those that um, those of you that are out there that do listen just in audio format throughout the world, we love to hear from you as well. You know, we have listeners throughout the world that pop on and um, listen to us, you know, not live. I don't really do anything audio live. Um, if anybody knows a way that that exists, I don't even know if that exists, um, audio live, you know, where you just go like do something like I'm doing live video here on Facebook and YouTube. Um, that'd be fun to do that kind of stuff too. But anyway, those of you that are listening to the recorded version of this, thank you for listening. Um, go ahead and reach out to us. Let us know um, that you're listening or if we can help you in any way, answer any questions, we'd love to do so. So with that, I think I've given enough time here for questions and comments. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. But again, a love outreach at gmail.com is one way you can contact me. But we appreciate you being here and God bless. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Isaac. Godspeed. We'll see you. Bye-bye.